Welcome to Clean Comedy Matters, the pod for comedians and event planners that gets down and dirty about the business of working clean. Clean Comedy Matters is brought to you by Clean Comedy Connection. Clean Comedy Connection is a veteran and minority-owned entertainment company providing clean comedy experiences for corporate, nonprofit, and community organizations. Whether you're a first-time event planner or a seasoned pro, we've got you covered. Email hello at cleancomedyconnection.com to bring the funny to your next event. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Clean Comedy Matters. I'm your host, P.T. Brad, and thanks for joining us today. So happy that you took time out of your busy schedule to listen to us. Today on the show, we got a great one lined up for you. We're excited to have Rick Younger on the show. That's right, Rick Younger. He is an actor, comedian, and singer who you've no doubt at least seen in numerous national television commercials. His film credits include Ordinary World and Morning Glory. He's appeared on TV in the Woody Allen uh, Amazon series Crisis in Six Scenes. HBO's Girls, Blue Bloods, Law and Order, SVU, The Last OG, and the other two on HBO Max. Rick has also been on Broadway, y'all, where he originated the role of Mr. Duval in Mean Girls, the musical. Please put your hands together <laughs> and help me welcome to the show, Rick Younger. Yes, oh, sir. Man. Thank you. Thank you. When I hear that, I was like, I'm looking around. Who's that guy? All right. <laughs> oh, that's that's what I'm saying. Welcome to the show, man. Talk about like I am so happy that you agreed to be on a, a brand new podcast. You know, like we don't have a lot of uh, 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 episodes for you to look at and be like, well, yeah, this is something I want to be a part of. So uh, <laughs> much love and respect for you jumping in and saying yes, I'll do it. We worked together on a show recently, uh, virtual. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I was like, oh, he's a cool dude. I was like, all right, let me go ahead and follow him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you had me cracking up. And I'm like, you know, and I've been following you back, man. It's like, you know, I was I'm, I was glad you reached out. Look, man, it is 1130 and I am home alone. So Come on. It's either talk to you or talk to myself. <laughs> Come on with it. That's so what I'm saying. Now, you made me seem a lot less crazy to my, my neighbors. So I want to thank you for that. <laughs> That's crazy. That is funny. Now, when you mentioned crazy comedy, doing comedy as a profession, even though you do a couple other things, we're going to get into that. Um, that can seem crazy uh, to yeah, some people. Yeah. Uh, how did you get started in this whole comedy game? Man, you know, as you said, um, I've always I started out singing and, you know, I've been singing ever since I was a kid. I come from a singing family and my family so musical. So you got to start off like impersonating instruments and singing backup to a, before you can start singing lead in my family. People come wow. over for Thanksgiving and we sing a song before we say a prayer and people are like, whoa, you know, like we got harmony, you know? <laughs> so that was the thing. I was always a singer, but you know, it's very interesting. I recently watched that Elvis movie and I it, it sparked a memory. I remember being little and finding out that Elvis you know, I always knew him as a singer. Then I found out that he used to do movies because all this happened before I was born. So, I, you know, right. found out about it later. And I was and I always as a person who sung thought that eventually I would want to do movies. I was like, "Ooh, that's a great way to also do another thing I wanted to do. That's so I was it. always a singer and I was always, you know, a funny guy. And I had a friend who wanted to do open mic and he's like, you should come and do it 
you should come too. I thought he just wanted me to come to support him. It's like, no, you make people laugh. You should get up there and you should do it. And I said, okay, I'll do it. But if I bomb, I'm never going to do it again. And I just think that sometimes you're in, in the place you're supposed to be because <laughs> the week leading up to going to the open mic, I could not think of anything funny except on the way to meet my friend, which I thought was a, uh, on my way to my doom of bombing at comedy. <laughs> uh, something came on the radio that I started, I just started talking out loud to the radio about not being able to understand what singers were saying. And I just came up with this, this thing that was musical and funny. And I was like, you know, if I bomb, I'm never going to do it again. But it went well. It was like, it went well, like the heavens opened up. And it was like, this is where you're supposed to be. So I started doing comedy because at the time I was in college and for, for the open mic that we they had, it was like, you pay $5, it was all you could eat pizza oh, <laughs> and you do the open mic. So you got me like, pizza. I'm like, hello. Right. <laughs> I was there for the $5, all you could eat pizza. <laughs> and so I did it. I got laughs. The guy who ran the open mic was like, yo, you're pretty good. You should come back next week. You don't have to pay the $5. So now I'm getting free all you could eat pizza. So mm-hmm. I started doing comedy for the, for the pizza. And um. <laughs> but it was it was by doing it that I realized that the other goals I had for myself creatively, I could attain by way of uh, starting out with comedy. And I've stuck with it all this time. That's what's up. So how long have you been doing comedy? The year was 1992. So, man, I'm 30 years now. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> so that's what so I was going to get into when you talked about being an actor and a singer mm-hmm. and, and all these other things, how the game has changed. Yeah. Um, a lot of the a lot of the older comics are like refusing to change with the times. But yeah. like nowadays, you got to be a jack of all trades. It's like being funny on stage is not enough. They, yeah. they want to know what else can you do, you well, know? Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in, you know, you got to be willing to change. I, I think about like growing up, you know, I'm from the VCR era, you know, mm-hmm. like I was a kid, VCRs came along, but the technology was so advanced that none of our parents could set the time up, you know, so could set the clock. So yeah. it's like all of them had flashing 12 o'clock on their VCRs. And that's what I that's what I that's like my parallel to not moving forward with the times. I don't ever want to be the person who's still got the 12 o'clock flashing. So you know, I'm like, what's the new social media app that I need to be on? I go get on there, get my name, even if I don't immediately start doing it. Right. And I realized that with the social media, some stuff is tailor made for younger audiences or whatever. So some of us are never going to be as popular as a young person on the app because mm-hmm. our you I just I just don't live in my phone the way a young person does. Right. But right. I can at least, you know do it to the point where it's like people have other opportunities to see me. People have opportunities to find me. Um, and they get a chance to see my personality. So for me, I do uh, my low budget morning show where I just live stream from my kitchen for, at breakfast time. Um, I now have this character. I do Rick Younger, BBC news where I just periodically will do a quick news bulletin and end it on Rick Younger, BBC News. You know, know, but stuff that kind of gets them an insight into my personality. And of course, like I sing, so I'll post videos with me singing. 
Sometimes I do stuff I call songs in an elevator because the echo is so good. So I might just sing a quick snippet of a song whenever I'm on an elevator with no one else on it. Um, And then, of course, like actual footage of me singing with the band, actual footage of me doing stand up, just mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think you should probably do a clip in the elevator with other people because that would <laughs> like just break out in song. No, that, that would that would actually probably, you know, <laughs> you know, then I would do a news clip about a guy uh, getting beat up in the elevator. <laughs> guy sings out loud in the elevator. People stab him. I'm Rick Younger, BBC News. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that could go that go well on TikTok. I mean, like when you were talking about the different apps, like yeah. I, I, I started a TikTok account. I'm not really on there like that um, because a, a lot of the, the challenges, I'm like, ah, I'm not doing that. You know, but you, you, it's important to have a presence, though. Yeah, I mean, even if you put a different kind of content, people are still getting to know you. Uh, yeah. So I think that's that's really, really great. Let, let's talk about. Um, the, the the thing that the, this show is all about is clean comedy. Uh-huh. Um, do you work clean regularly, and uh, why or why not? Well, I okay. Here's I started out clean, totally mm-hmm. clean, and the reason being is because uh, when I like I said I was in college at the time, and at the time I was in the Maryland Gospel Choir, and I okay. was like I just didn't think it would work well if I'm singing Jesus is real in this area on Sunday, and then somebody happens to see me in the comedy club and like oh yeah. Blah, 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 you know, so it's like, right. so I started totally clean um, because of that. Um, and I, the first 20 years of my career, I, I maintained that. I eventually, um, now I don't censor my words, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, okay. I'm not like extremely, you know, dirty. I don't curse a lot. I just, I just go with the word that I feel states the point gotcha. at the time um because okay. i mean truth be told i have to admit that uh you know I, I identify as a christian but i'm one of those christians that you might if you catch me at the wrong time i might i might curse <laughs> you know <laughs> if i stub my foot i'm not gonna go oh darn you know right so, right 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 so that's not I'm what like, you're feeling you know, in your spirit at the moment i got you. right <laughs> right so i'm like you know please be patient with me god is not through with me yet <laughs> you know but um but so for me, it's a matter of appropriateness. I definitely think that there is a definitely a time and a place for, for being clean. You know, like if they hire you to, to work at the church, you need to abide by what is appropriate for the church, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it's like, obviously television opportunities and things like that. So it broadens your horizons to uh, be able to work clean. And I, and I, and, and it, Rick, you said exactly what, where I was going with it. It's like uh, a lot of young and up and coming comics, mm-hmm. you know, they have favorites who who work blue, right. uh, which is great to to idolize them. But they, yeah. you got to understand when you're starting out, you don't have the uh, leeway. Right. Like you don't have following where you can just get up there and just go dirty right. or go dark. <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you'll lose people. Like those people have a following, and they know that's that's how they operate, and that's what they yeah. expect when they pay those yeah. tickets. Uh, the ticket price, but if you want to get on TV, I want you to talk about that a little bit. Like comics need to understand if I write a joke and I write it dirty, sometimes it's hard to clean it up. Like if the premise itself is dirty, like if, you know, if I just have some expletives in there, fine, I take those out. But if the premise itself is dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that uh, a lot of times people, uh, it's like, 
you got to realize that, like you said, the premise, you know, there's a story itself. You need to be able to, to, to introduce the idea. I feel like the, in the act out, you then can allow your personality to come out. And if you as a person would in that situation talk a certain way, then that's by all means. Or if you're impersonating a person or playing a character that would do that, then mm-hmm. by all means. But, you know, <laughs> it's like a lot of times people, especially like, like people idolize Richard Pryor. But mm-hmm. it's a lot of times, you don't, if you really watch Richard Pryor, you notice that the, the most of the language is in the portrayal of the situation. And like, right. even, and even if he like uses curse words in it and explain stuff, it's, it's, he could take the curse words out and, and still the, the same point would come across. So it's right. like just knowing how to, um, you know, like, like I said, all about appropriateness, but also about just being aware that, like you said, starting out, getting opportunities to, you, the, you, you get more opportunities to go places and do things. And just, you know, you should be able to, you should be able to tell the same joke. Uh, the, the joke should not disappear if someone says to you, hey, uh, you know, like if someone comes to you at the last minute and says, hey, you can't curse on this show. Right. You should be like, okay, I just have to think a little to make sure I don't go into cruise control and say my, my usual curse words, but like I should be able to. And um, like I recently, like, for example, I use I use the N word, I think, three times in my act. Mm-hmm. And each time it's specific and it's specific because the person saying it either sees the person they're interacting with as that uh-huh. or, you know, they're speaking specifically to like. So, like, um, I talk about uh, how black people think everything is about race. But white right. people think nothing is about race. And I said, I said, like, uh, well, a white person could hear that someone went into a church, shot up a whole church full of people and um, still ask the question. But did he call them before right. he shot them? You know, and so it's like because it's like, you know, you know, that has that specifically for that. So that's right. one time. The other time I talk about how um, television and media affects how we see people and I, and I say, so how the black folks and white folks, we watch the same television and film. So like when I'm out at night and I see a black guy walking towards me, I'm just as afraid as you are, but I got to <laughs> act like I'm not afraid. So I see a black guy walking towards me. I'm like, Oh man, this is going right. to rob you. Right. <laughs> and, and I say, and he's looking at me going, Oh man, this going to rob me. And so it's like, I specifically use the word that time because as bad as it is, we're both looking at each other as that. And it's, mm-hmm. and I was talking about how the media is so influential in making all of us look at black people in that way. So, yeah. you know, but uh, I recently did a gig where they told me I, to not use the N word and okay. I just changed it to brother. Whoa. Um, yeah, because and, and that was something I came up with early in my act. The first time I went on stage, I used the N word and, and a brother came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I didn't think you needed to use it. And I was mm-hmm. open minded enough to listen to him. So I realized that rhythmically, because comedy is rhythm and music and everything. Mm-hmm. Rhythmically, nigga, brother, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they got the same number of syllables. Yeah. You know, they got the same rhythmic feel. So Whenever I need to replace it, I just use brother. 
And if it's, and if it's, and if it's a situation where it doesn't work using brother, then I just don't use that bit at all. So I just, I think what you just said right there was, you know, you were open to like, like sometimes as comedians, we get really attached to the way we tell a joke. And so we're not even open to hear like, have you thought about telling it like this, you know, yeah, well, it, could come, it could come from anybody. Like, it could yeah. be somebody. And sometimes we're like, hey, I've been doing this longer than you. But, hey, right. hey you can get some good advice from somebody who who may be new to it, but they just have fresh eyes and ears. Right, and like, right. hey, well, have you thought about this? And like, and you try it, and it's like, wow, that really works. Yeah. Well, the, the audience matters because they're the ones who got to hear the jokes. But here's yeah. the thing. I find so often comedians tend to have this attitude like it's us against the world. And mm. almost getting this feeling of we're constantly under attack. People keep talking about we're you know pretty soon you won't be able to talk about anything. Cancel culture this again. It's like no. It's right. like here's the thing. What is happening now is that you have people who have the agency to speak out that couldn't be before. So right. no, nobody like no black people like being talked about by people who weren't black. Uh, back in the day, but what power did they have to stand up against the same thing with any other group that's marginalized now that speaks up and complains when you talk about them and nobody is stopping us from saying what we want to say. Mm -hmm. It's just that people have the right to complain and, and the people who hear these complaints who might be hiring you might decide to not hire you. Right. That's, that's just business. And it's always been that way. Comedy is not going to die. We're not under attack. People have been laughing since the first person slipped on a banana peel and the other person laughed and pointed it out. Right. You know, right. it's not going to stop. No, that's a good point. Like, <clears throat> you just got to, it's comedy is subjective. Yeah. So you can't really take it personally. I look at it like, this is my art. This is my expression. Everybody mm-hmm. can't down with, you know, and they're not going to yeah. be, everyone's not going to identify with my experience yeah. and how I, convey that it's mm-hmm. okay but i don't i think i gotta be true at the end of the day i gotta be true to who i am yeah. you know and i think you can be funny mm-hmm. and 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 keep it clean mm-hmm. and not be corny like that's yeah. my whole well, thing like i think some people think that automatically like i've been when I, so I, i'm a producer I'm, i you know i put right. together shows and sometimes people, when you when you reach out to them and say, hey, w- would you be interested in doing comedy? They uh-huh. automatically think about like the Cat Williams and, yeah. you know, Dave Chappelle. And they're like, no, no, we can't. We can't have yeah. comedy. Well, you here. know, it's, it's clean, though. And they're like, yeah. mm, are you going to tell knock-knock <laughs> jokes? I'm like, no, we're, we're going to do more than knock-knock jokes, uh, but less than, well, you know. You know. Some people been saved so hard till they just so like hard. everything is so dead serious. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, I can't believe Jesus put God put laughter in us and they think it's supposed to just never come out, you know. Right. And it's right. like because because there are people who will find offense in the things that you say. I know that you you have a um I remember we did the show and it was not that long after the Will Smith thing, and oh, you yeah. did, you yeah. know, and you said something about that, like, you know, you know. Don't try me, try Jesus. And right. some people would would take offense that, you know, you would not turn the other cheek. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you can you can find in your Bible ways, just like people have used the Bible to justify all kinds of bad things. You can find a way yeah. to have a problem with just about anything. So it's like 
even being clean can be offensive to people. So it's like, yeah, you know, (laughs) I think like when I talk to my wife about it, I'm like, it has to be a a personal conviction. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think like, of course, when the show says, hey, keep it PG, then you keep it because you're a professional. Right. Right. Um, I think, like you said, for the first like 20 years of your career, you're like, well, personally, you were you was like, I was I was going to keep it clean. And I think that's what it it shouldn't be something that's imposed upon us. But I think the flip side is true that a comedian that wants to work clean shouldn't feel like they have to be dirty to compete because we're really we're trying to stand out. So, like, if everybody else is doing that, then maybe I should do something different so that people can, you know, recognize me and and hear my voice and all that. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on that as far as as getting booked? Because we kind of talked about that before we um, we got on about because you've been a lot of places. You got a lot of accolades Ooh. and sometimes people look at you and say, well, oh, he's he's out of our league. You know, we, we can't we can't book him. You know, he's well, been on TV. That's, well, you know, I I am glad in retrospect, I'm glad that I that I went with being clean for so long before I mm-hmm. branched out. Because for me, it's just a matter of one thing about comedy is that's the opportunity to be totally ourselves. And you can share as much of yourself as possible. And for me, I think it was, well, I know it was, it was two people. Um, my friend Todd Lynn, who passed away, and Todd was a very successful comedian. A lot of younger people may not know who Todd is because it's been a while since he passed. Um, and Tracy Morgan, I used to write for mm-hmm. Tracy and tour with him. Mm-hmm. And both of them, who were very funny and successful comedians, point out to me how, like, Rick, you're really funny. And I think you're actually funnier off stage than you are on stage. And it made me examine what is it that's holding me back on stage? And I said, well, you know, when I'm with them and I talk freely, you know, the language might be a little different than what I'm doing on stage. So it made me have to examine why was I being clean? And I was like, it was it was really was more for my mother and my parents than it was for myself. And so I actually when I was when I wanted to explore all of who I am and possibly bring more of myself to the stage. I actually called my mother, you know, obviously my mother, uh, what my mother thinks means a lot to me. Cause I did just say, Oh, well it's on. I, I was right. like, if my mother would have had a problem with it, I probably would have continued on. And my mother was like, you know, as long as you're not gratuitous, she's like, I know who you are. I know that you don't always, uh, you know, say, you know, you don't always say stuff cleanly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, so that was when that was when I was able to to branch out. But it was also just the the support of very funny people telling me that I was funny. I thought I was, too. But, you know, sometimes when as a person who was clean and seeing people who weren't clean getting opportunities and you're feeling like uh, they're not funnier than me. But I think that what's happening is they're showing more of themselves because, mm. you you know, showing yourself has a lot to do with uh, the opportunities, too. Um, yeah. So, you know, no, no, that's 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 on point, man. I, I appreciate that answer. Uh, I, I want to I, man, I could talk to you for, <laughs> for a long time, but I want to I want to ask you one last question. And uh, this is something that, that that we do here on on the show. We we ask all the comics, mm-hmm. um, you know. I like to call it the "Tell Me Something Good" segment because uh-huh. a lot of times there's a lot of negativity mm-hmm. and um, clickishness. I don't know if that's a word, yeah. 
But <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Clickishness, clickiosity, those are all right. words. <laughs> so, um, so can you please just, if you had one piece of advice that you could give to up and coming comics, what would it be? Rick, tell us something good. Um, I'll tell you something that uh, uh, someone, uh, Tony Woods told me. It's like, find a lab, find a place. You know, the way he described it, he's a big Spider-Man person. He's like, I, I need a place where I can go and work on my new, my new web mixture and my potions <laughs> and everything. And a lab, what is a lab, you may ask? That's a place where, you, where you're free to get on frequently, a place where you're comfortable, uh, you know, so that you can get on and get on frequently and you're, you feel free to just take chances, experiment and, and expand. I know there's a lot of times when you're like, I can't fool around here because uh, the booker is here or mm-hmm. at this show, I need to do good because I, I heard that there are other people who book shows who are here. So it's like, you know, it's at that big show that you got lined up, you're like, I can't, you know, it's going to be 500 people there and like everybody's going to be bringing their A-game. I can't experiment. But hey, you know, this, this club that does the open mic every Wednesday or this club that has the local pro night that lets me come on every time I show up. Find yourself a place where you can go and experiment and take chances mm-hmm. so that you can eventually be free to be yourself on stage. Because that's that's what takes time is like I think being funny is a natural thing. You're either funny or you're not. Being a comedian is not a natural thing. There are funny people who can never be comedians and there are people who are comedians who aren't really that funny. It's like I've seen people who weren't that funny keep working at it and eventually become good at being comedians and if you spend time with them you will not laugh off stage with them <laughs> so it's like um getting to that point where you're able to well, as i say make the audience your friends so that you're talking to them like you would talk to your friends that comfort it's that skill of learning how to immediately make them your friends and be free and open so get yourself a lab so you can do that that's great, great advice. Rick, thanks for spending some time with us today. How can people find out what you got coming up? All right. Well, you can find me at Rick Younger on Twitter and Instagram, youtube.com slash Rick Younger, uh, facebook.com slash Rick Younger page. Go like that. Cafepress.com slash Rick Younger show for wonderful Rick Younger show memorabilia. I got mugs, T-shirts, bibs, doggy sweaters. I got uh, thongs <laughs> and spaghetti straps, tank tops. It's all there at cafepress.com slash Rick Younger show or Google me. I'm the first six to 12 pages of Rick Younger on Google. So look, please, please, please do do that right now. As soon as you get off from this podcast, please follow Rick Young. And Rick, thanks so much for joining us today. This brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Rick is available for booking. Don't be afraid to reach out to him just Don't to be see afraid. famous. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> famous hey, people got to eat kids, too. My kids got to eat just like everybody else's kids, you know. Will Smith's kids shouldn't be the only kids yeah. is what I'm saying. Exactly. (laughs) So y'all please check out my friend Rick Younger. Thank you for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening to Clean Comedy Matters. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and review us on all podcast platforms and be sure to come back next time for another down and dirty conversation about the business of working clean in the industry that caters to cussing. Until then, I am P.T. Bratton and don't forget Clean Comedy Matters because comedy doesn't have to be foul to be funny. Peace. 
This podcast was created by P.T. Bratton. It was produced and recorded by Clean Comedy Connection and edited by Drew Jordan. Clean Comedy Matters is a product of Brat Pack Media.